This week on Face Off Hockey Show, who the hell knows? We don't have a rundown. We know we have a Patreon pick, but that's about it. I'm in Blaine, so I'm Alf doing something. Johnny's recording the show. Mark with a C might be in a hotel room, too. Who's to say? It's Face Off Hockey Show, right now. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. Choose your command. You have chosen the Face Off Hockey Show. I mean, hockey is my life. I've got on hockey underwear right now. Face Off Hockey Show. What? With Scotty Waz. Sean O. And the P Boys. Johnny, Johnny and Mark with a C. Yeah, baby. Here's your host for the Face Off Hockey Show, Scotty Waz. Hey, everybody. If you're on the video show, you're you're probably getting me in the darkness. Well, that's fine. That's the Ooh, way I uh, need uh, to be. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, no, see, darkness, we would have went with... Um, uh, believe in a thing called love. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. I'm All not right. down with the sickness. Sadly. Sorry. Well, good actually. I'm not. It's good that I'm glad. Not sadly that I'm not down with the sickness. Wrong. Uh, wrong. Dark. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, Malachi. That was, Malachi yeah. Dark. No. no Malachi Still Black. Malachi. No. AEW Dark on Tuesdays on YouTube. Um, I'm in Blaine, Minnesota, as you can tell by the wonderful. Oh, that's a bright orange wall you got there. Yeah, it's kind of a burnt sienna. Brights up uh, that illuminates really well on this webcam and the light that's near by the bed. You have a very Orioles room right now. I do, but it's not letting me down, so that's uh, good. Well, that's, that's good. A plus. It's a plus. Um, so yeah, here we are. Johnny's there. I'm here. Mark might be showing up. Who's to say? And yeah, Johnny, before I get to my week, you had hockey to shoot this past week. I did. I went to the first two games of the Maryland Black Bears. We got to see the new yellow jerseys, like, literally a day before the Black Bears started, which is more time than uh, we got before the red. We got to see the red jerseys. So, uh, so we got that going for us. So I like the uh, I like the uh, subtle changes. This year's jersey looks a lot like last year's jersey, but the uh, there's a, a hem. I believe it's on the wrists as well. I'm not quite sure. Uh, I think so. It's got a black and a red hem to the yellow jersey, which uh, mm, fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Uh, Give yeah. me some like Van- old school Vancouver Canucks vibes. Yeah, I like it. I like the I like the change. Um, Black Bears won on Friday. Mm-hmm. We kept the tradition alive. Apparently, new traditions are starting with uh, with victory dabs, which I'm okay with. And uh, lost the second game in overtime. Um, apparently, the New Jersey Titans were asking me if I could take a team picture of them after the game, uh, which I did not realize until um, I was walking back around to leave the arena. And somebody that was working in the boxes was like, I thought it was funny that you just walked away from the Titans when they were asking you for a picture. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I mean, apparently no one, apparently nobody realizes the big ass white, you know, 
earbuds that I have in my ears don't allow me to hear a whole lot. Uh, so I, uh, I did get pictures of Scott Kremen. He, uh, he messaged us, messages, bleh, that's a word. And, uh, asked if we got any pictures of him. I told him the next time that the team is in town, we'll get a, uh, team picture for him. And he's like, that's cool. That'd be good. So. I don't feel bad anymore. But at the time when I was driving home on Saturday night, I felt bad because I felt like I snubbed them. But I actually had no idea I was doing it. I I honestly thought that they were shooting a puck into the opposite side of the goal. Like because the they had the game puck and they were like shooting it down toward the other end. And I thought I was gonna get hit with a hockey puck. <laughs> that was just for you. The, the, okay. Yeah. That makes sense actually. <laughs> so that was but, why I kept yeah. walking. And I mean, how how the hell are you to know? It's not like you do that for everybody or anybody requests that. Like the last time it was requested was like Northeast, and that was because it was Gaudette's last year, and they played it him in the last game. It was also the last game of the season. Right, exactly. So <laughs> I wasn't expecting day one to be like, yo, can you get a picture? I did not realize. So, oh well. Can I get a picture, bro? Sorry, sorry about that. And then uh, starting tomorrow, I got that uh, big deck energy coming in. Uh, they're tearing. I'm gonna uh, tear down the old deck and uh, and bring up an artificial deck with some harder wood. It's it's essentially astroturfing your deck. Yeah, yeah, obviously. And then what? Uh, once the new deck comes up, I'm uh, trying to figure out how much it would cost to turn my backyard into a putting green. Because <laughs> I feel like oh, that's that's the yeah. next option, really. Let's be honest. I don't really use it for much anyway. Just put some artificial turf back there. Some putting green holes. Boom. I can chip and putt in my backyard. I think it really is the only option you have, let's be honest. Agreed. That has to be it. So, yeah. So, and here's irony at its finest. Um, I, I'm using my cousin's company, obviously, to uh, to put the uh, deck on. And the guy that calls me apparently knows my parents because he grew up in Shifaloo. Uh, in Italy with my um, dad and um, my aunt. And I was like, huh, this is quite a small world we have here, my friend. I was going to say, did everyone, did every one of you WAPs go to like Middle Anne Arundel County? How'd that happen? No idea. None. <laughs> no, no idea whatsoever. But that's cool. That's good. And I'm not making the mistake I made last week where I drank that like water with that Mio stuff in it. And apparently I'm allergic to it in some way, shape or form. It's probably the preservatives that they keep to like, have it not go stale over the course of 25 to 30 years. So, uh, so now I'm just going straight beer from now on. Nice. I've learned my lesson that water, that water stuff will get you. EDTA kills you every time, brother. (laughs) So yeah. Yep. Nice. So you took the first two games of the Black Bears. I have I took the third game in today as uh, the showcase tournament going on right now. Um, boy, is that a complex. Holy crap, is that a complex, dude? <laughs> you drive in, it gets eight rinks. There's four on one side, then you have to go like a pathway down to the other rinks. Um, there, there's soccer fields akimbo. It's amazing. It's, it's quite fantastic. Um, and then, yeah, the Black Bears won today, 5-3. Uh, Vlad Polshenko with uh, with the hat trick there, uh-huh. um, and I got some fancy shorts too. So that's really the uh, the big the big key to this little little fancy little fancy short action. Oh yeah, look at short that short action for the ladies. Are those totally sublimated shorts? 
They sure are, buddy. Oh, that's fantastic they right there. Pockets that is like everything. the Zubaz of the NHL. Oh, Kinda. what if the Black Bears had Zubaz? Oh, I'd love it if we could make that happen. <laughs> uh, also saw the uh, the red jerseys and the blackout jerseys. Oh, so have. you got to see both of them. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, K- K1, K1 has had their uh, booth up, and I saw all the red, and then I dug through the other ones, and I saw the black one. So nice. Saw both of them there. It's kind of kind of red one looks nice. It's basically reverse of the black one uh, last year with the Maryland uh, flag as the hem and the sleeves. The blackout one is just literally all black. It's got two yellow stripes on the on the sleeves and like the bear has a little red outline to it, but not much. Like it's all it's a dark dark That's color cool. and the numbers the numbers are going to be a bitch though. Uh, it's black one with with a white outline. Is it white so or just red white outline? Out- white. All right. That's nice. I'll so it brings a, in all the colors then. Yeah, I'll take a picture tomorrow of it. Yeah, that's um, cool. Because, yeah, the Black Bears have the first game tomorrow on <laughs> rank number one. 11 a.m. So I did not realize that there were four games in four days in this uh, extravaganza. Oh, yeah, dude. It's 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 ham all day. So they play, play today at 2 central. So this is all central time. 2 central, then 11 central tomorrow. 4.30 Central on Friday and 12.15 Central on Saturday. So. And then they have to play again next week, too, which kind of is like crazy to me. Like, hey, how about we uh, how about you play six games in a week? And then uh, what we're going to do is we're going to give you five days off and then you got two more games. Well, they did that last year when they had the, that that thing against Danbury. True. Didn't they play? They played like something like eight games in seven days, or no? That's not impossible. Eight games in ten days. That's impossible. It's not a while. Yeah. <laughs> it's possible. It's just not feasible. Um, but yeah, it's a really cool setup what they have here. Um, they did it right. Uh, this is a. It's a hell. Of, like I said, it's a hell of a rink. Um, it's almost bad that you had your uh, your D there, uh, going on. It's all and, good. You get to meet Jim. Yeah, I saw Jim uh, nice. out there. Yeah, he he was like he was complaining about the glass because like uh, it's so thick that he he was getting stuff reflecting back onto him. Couldn't really get good shots of it. Uh, uh. So he was he had to search around the rink to find out where he needed to be. And I also saw uh, Brad. God, McNeil, if he McNeil was frustrated, back. I would never do anything well. Right, exactly. He was the one who's just kind of like, eh, you know, I can't get a good shot there in the corners. Trying to, he, he went up to the stands area where there's like a little. Like Open overhang. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And saw that where all the scouts and stuff were hanging out. So, yeah. It was a good time. But, uh, yeah, game one done. They don't have... So, I should... I should talk to them tomorrow. Because they do have spots for both home and away broadcast. And Utano's not here. So, I'm thinking to myself, self, what would it take for you to do this damn game? <laughs> do the rest of the games all the way through it because they have the camera people hired by the NAHL or hockey TV. Yeah. That's what I saw today. Camera in the games. So they, those are the people that are there. Uh, today they only had the, um, Corpus Christi broadcaster there, Yeah, but they have cameras for, they have two sets of cameras that hockey TV is putting on for all these rings. So I wonder, I might have to get this cleared with the, the brass, which I don't think should be a hard deal. And I have to go to, I have to go to Best Buy around here which 
by the way, I picked a great pace, place for a hotel because my hotel is in the middle of fucking everything. Like across the street, there's a Walmart. I got a Raising Cane's 20 feet from my door. I'm assuming this the, isn't the entertainment district. It seem it should be because there's an Applebee's across the street. I got a oh, Midas across the street. I can get my oil. I can get my oil changed. Uh, oh. Yeah, get some bougie drinks at Applebee's. Um, nice. There's like five pizza shops on the wall here. Styrofoam. Hell yeah, baby! You know me. So I picked a good place to stay, and uh, yeah, it's uh, been a fun time. So I might see if I can because I brought my headset, thinking that this could happen. Uh, well, you and, also have a mixing board. I do have a mixing board. So all I need is just a quarter inch to quarter inch long enough. And you have uh, a and you have a microphone. You have a microphone. Two turntables and a microphone. I got actually I got three microphones because I have my headset. I have this microphone. I have another mic- microphone just in case I did like interviews with the boys afterwards. Uh, or like if I went to their hotel and we just did like a meet around. In their like eight hours of downtime in between games. Right, exactly. That God knows what they can do to the COVID rules, but um yeah, that today they played against Jude Curtis and uh, and um, what's his name? Grady Friedman. Ah, fuck. Yeah, Grady Friedman. The uh, irony of that was hilarious because I was listening to the game and I was still working, and uh, so I'm listening, and all of a sudden the guy says something about Jude Curtis, and I was like, "Are you are you kidding me right now?" <laughs> like the Black Bears traded two players over the summer outside of the East to get them like, I guess away on a team that I don't know, would do better or maybe they just needed to trade some players and well, they're this, playing. This is a team that's uh, this is one of the teams that was in COVID rules last year. So they didn't play the entire season. So they're rebuilding their team from scratch. Uh, gotcha. So I did think that was funny. Yeah, it was a good, it was a good, good, because um, I because re- I, I knew we played him. I just thought they traded him to Odessa. And then I saw, well, here's the funny thing about this also is because Corpus Christi is new ish. Like they don't have their gear in yet. So uh, there was like every like every player was wearing different colored gloves. Oh, that's like, funny. Uh, Jude was wearing his Black Bears ones. Uh, some kid was wearing black with neon green. Uh, another nice. kid was wearing red with white. Like it was so disorganized. It was pretty interesting. Uh, um but do they have uh, was did that did they have um who did they have on their team a stumple maybe who did they had they somebody have, yeah. that sounded like he could have been like uh an NHLer's son because the guy at some point during the game said something to the effect of like he has dual citizenship in the United States and the Czech Republic or something like that. And yeah, I was like, hold probably, on. That's probably just, hold on a minute. <laughs> This sounds all too familiar. Oh, there's one way to check out. I can click the NEHL website. Um, so yeah, so we are kind of doing this not not nice. in our usual haunt. You know that they uh, doing it, they're using your call from uh, from uh, game five uh, mm-hmm. in the uh, opening package for uh, the Black Bears this year when they bring yeah, it up d- out to the ice. I heard that on the broadcast, and uh, I kind of cringed a little. It's like, uh, it's not one of my better calls, but it's a call nonetheless. It was so good, though. Uh, Oliver Stumple, uh, he scored a goal for yeah. the. Yeah, uh, it was a bomb too. Like, <laughs> he yeah. crushed that shot. Yeah, and that was probably the only bad goal that the uh, DePasco let in. He played pretty solid when called upon. Otherwise, yeah, um, especially for not playing at all last there. week. 
Yeah, exactly. So I think that him and Morelli will probably swap in and out uh, during this showcase. I would play, so, play four two. games. Now the uh, right. Ice Rays only had one goalie on their roster, according to the NHL. I was like, oh, that's going to be an aggressive four days if you only have one goalie. Right, yeah, I don't know how the, the team puts in. They did have another goalie in there. I did see the backup. Okay, so, that's uh, good. I mean, they, they at least had... Yeah, they at least had a second goalie, but... Uh, well, they did um, also they had... have a guy that came to training camp yesterday who was playing, from what the oh, announcer said. Oh, boy. <laughs> Yikes. So, I uh, got to see Clint, got to see Kim. Didn't meet, uh, didn't meet Dylan yet, so, uh, yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time this first day here. Nice. So, and yeah, get meet Jim and everything. He's probably go out to lunch with Jim after the game tomorrow, so... Nice. Should be a yeah. hoot. Should Jim's be a hoot. good. He's good. He's good people. He's good folk. All right. Uh, since we're flying without a net today, let's figure out what the hell we're doing. Why don't we go to Patreon? Uh, let's go to our Patreon because there's no entry. So did you know we Patreon. had a Patreon? I did because I set it up. Yeah. Uh, Patreon.com/slash/faceoffhockeyshow is where you gotta go. You give us some money, we put it back into this. Is paid for my lovely hotel room, or at least half of it. Um, and yeah, patreon.com slash face off hockey show. Uh, you can be a $1 or $5 backer. You can be like Pat, Jeff, Kevin, Matthew, Damon, Mark, Ethan, Trista, uh, Chris, Rob, Sean, and Mitch. They contributed. So can you. It's patreon.com slash face off hockey show. Johnny. Yeah. How far do you, so we, we come, we come to this, I come to this area, this, the, the week of my daughter's wedding. No, my daughter just Whoa. turned 15, and she's too young to be married. Jesus Christ. Um, I mean, Canada has some weird traditions, but... but that, yeah, that's the weirdest one of all. Um, but there's a lot, there's a lot, a lot of scouts out here. There yeah. are a lot, a lot of scouts out here from colleges. And the question now becomes, who... How, how far do you think college hockey can roam? It's funny, because the Chesapeake... The Chesapeake... Uh, Chesapeake, I don't know what the hell, Chesapeake Hockey Review. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, I see Another that. longer name. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he put out a thing saying, hey, what What if we had college hockey team, 200 college hockey teams, I'm thinking to myself, or of D1. I'm like, hmm, I don't know. I don't know about that. But when you look at, you look at everything around NCAA D1 or D3 and how many schools are in ACHA club hockey and stuff like that, how far do you think this can go? Like, how far do you think we can stretch college hockey? Because you got to, with, with teams dropping in and out, we we all know that hockey's not going to be the biggest supported school. Or support, um, Navy's showing that because they're like, we don't want to cut other teams and not and hope to make a profit with this hockey team, even though we have a good club team. Uh, but I mean, at what, at where can we reach with college hockey, and where should it reach with college hockey? So for me. For me, I see hockey as being a different sport than, like, soccer, for example. Like, soccer, you don't have to do a, a great deal to keep up. You know, you have a grass field. You mow the grass field. You have games. You know, you pay referees, et cetera, et cetera. I feel like hockey's so much more expensive sport um, in order to just, like, put on a team, first of all. So that would be one. Like... Our college is willing to take on that cost of um, of of running a hockey team in the first place. I mean, just gear alone, unless you can get Bauer to give you stuff, is gonna is gonna cost you money. Um, 
And I think the second biggest issue that I see with a lot of college hockey teams is the question of, is there that much talent? I guess is my biggest issue Um, because uh, soccer, for example, in division one, I mean, I'm just going back to what I understand. I know, right. Soccer in division one starts to get diluted um, once you get outside of like the, the power conferences. I mean, it's not really the same sport, even though they're all still division one soccer teams. When you have Maryland play against a lower division one soccer team, it's not even a game in some situations. So, I, I mean, I can see that happening, but then I go back to uh, C Rule One, where like it's so damn Sean expensive. Sean is always right, right, obviously, but he's not here. It's so damn expensive to have a hockey team. Um, I feel like there are so many other teams. Like hockey is the first one that gets cut when you're trying to save money as a college. And I don't know that colleges are going to be making money in the near future. Um, well, you're right. I mean, it, you could you could see that drop off in Division One now with only sixty some teams. Like, you see that there is the talent wise isn't always there, but it's weird because you look at these, you look at the like the NHL and the USHL. There's a lot of kids who could like if there were more teams, they could probably get a spot. But you like you said, if you deal that with against the other top tier teams like a North Dakota would kill with Long Island University yeah. by and large um, and then the, the talent drops off and, and yeah it's expensive not only with with equipment but which usually they have equipment sponsorship most schools do um, but even then rink time is expensive and if you you have to build your own rink and then you I mean unless you buy a rink. rink right you have to buy your own rink essentially is if you wanted to have your own practice times and stuff like that um murray but murray gunty will buy it from you uh yes one eight one eight 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 uh murray's rinks uh and you can give your rink to him at a moment's notice uh but yeah like i i, I would love in perfect world perfect world you would have you would have pow- like a a couple power conferences like now you have the nchc and the big 10 are really too big like hockey east is here and there but by and large Maybe those are the three ones, but you don't have like big schools like North Dakota isn't big in any other sport aside from hockey. Western Michigan, again, hockey is their big thing and they're not even they're they're okay in that. So, I mean, I think it's almost like when you see other schools, um, baseball, I would say a perfect example where you see schools that only D1 in baseball. And then next thing you know, there's a D1, you know, there's just a random team like a Coastal Carolina. I wouldn't have known them. If, if it weren't for their baseball team, I want to know the Shantan and Lears. So here's a here's a very interesting point to that. Um, there are currently 205 NCAA Division One men's soccer teams. That's a lot of soccer teams in the country. Do we really expect that hockey teams are going to reach that level? Oh, God, I hope not. I freaking hope not. That would be absurd. Be absurd goalie Monday. Um, like what's the what's the weirdest team that you see there? Oh, I have to go back to. Uh, I think I found a list of um, college soccer teams. How many? It's not even remotely close to being English. <laughs> what I wrote in here uh, is not English. Oh. Full list. 
Ballermine University in Louisville, Kentucky. Ooh. Yeah. Um, California Baptist University in Riverside, California. Praise Jesus. Uh, California Polytechnical State University in St. Louis, Aspiso. Interesting. Apparently, Cal State University has multiple Division One teams for their like satellite campuses. Which, which I guess uh, Maryland does kind of as well. Like with USB, UMBC and stuff like that, or yeah, but like Towson, for example, doesn't even have a Division One men's soccer team. Interesting. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm. All, I'm currently in the G's. Oh, wow. I, I I will say this is um, Houston Baptist. The Baptists love their Division One soccer teams. <laughs> there are there are four schools that are coming into the NCAA. Um, one returning, University of Alaska, uh, Alaska Anchorage. They're coming yeah, back. That's cool. They got the funding. Um, Lindenwood University in Missouri. They're starting in next year with uh, Anchorage, Alaska. Then in 2023, Augusta University in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, will be joining, mm. as well as Tennessee State University in Nashville will start in 2023. That's interesting. That's an interesting one right there, because I had I had not even heard of that as well at all, to be quite honest with you. Oh, so. here's here's my might be my most obscure, Southern Illinois University Edwardsville. Wow. Where the hell is that? That is in um, Edwardsville, Illinois. I mean, it, it's in the name, Scotty. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair. I didn't know what state. <laughs> uh, you got me there. You got Stetson University, which sadly is not in Texas. It's in Florida. I was going to say they got good hats. Great hats. Fantastic hats. University, United States Naval Academy. There you go. Um, God. This list is just long, um, but it, it leads me to the point of um, going back to my original thought of soccer is probably more of a widely accepted sport than hockey is in this country. And if there yeah. are 205 men's Division One hockey teams, I don't think we get to 200 hockey teams or soccer teams. I don't think we get to 200 hockey teams. Well, currently at 59 that are active, plus the four more. So that's what, 63? Yeah. So. Wasn't yeah. it the last time we like checked this, they were at 65 or something? Yeah, and then Alabama Huntsville. I uh, feel like 75 dark. to 100 is probably a good sweet spot for hockey teams. I would say so. I would say if you get over 100, then we're starting to lose the talent. Oh, um, do you have to send Mark something from this name? Oh, yeah. He was just like, he just sent something and was like, no show. The first goddamn time he shows up on time. I know, right? Uh, Mark. Oh, I do need to order my MC Hammer shorts still, or pants still, though. You should. I ordered my, uh, I ordered my, I, I bought these shorts. I know. So. I, I, I hope I called the right Mark Patonzo. Well, I mean, we'll I don't know how many Mark Patonzos there are. Well, I have, we have two, to ask I have Sean Leahy. I have him with his dumb mustache and glasses from like 15 years ago. 
And then I have another one. Should I ask him if it's him with his dumb mustache and glasses? You sh- well, if it, he doesn't answer this one, and I know he's online. Oh, there, there he is. is. It is It is the one it, with his dumb mustache and glasses. Yeah, it is. Hi, Mark. Hey. We had you want to show hotel Wi-Fi, too? Glasses. Yeah, when I put in Mark Batonzo, it comes up two two sets. There's one that has no profile picture, and there's one your like mustache and glasses from 15 years ago. Yeah. So it's the mustache and glasses one. Yeah. So I'm glad to know that. Um, two things: are you on are you on shitty hotel Wi-Fi too? I am. Good, good. Um, I can see the hotel room in your back room. It's good. It's good. Yep. Um, and no, then... where's your hotel background? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, I should have put on a hotel background for tonight. And uh, and and two, have you bought gaudy pants? Not yet, no. Okay, because Johnny's, buy- Johnny's buying the MCB Hammer pants. Yeah. Uh, I just I just bought some some uh, NHL logo shorts. Very nice. So yeah, so now I think that you have to buy some gaudy pants. You should get okay. some Zubaz or something. Oh, look oh at that. hell yeah! That's probably that's probably not to be uh, slapped together in two cans and drunk as fast as possible. I feel yeah. what? What? <laughs> what? What? It has. I want to read what? the ingredients. <laughs> is it? Is it got whoop ass in it? At least. I hope it, so. it features citra. Trinella? That's in candles. Cascade. What? Chinu cops. I'm sorry. What did you just call me? What? <laughs> it's a badass 6.7% IPA. What? If, there's no, if they didn't put whoop ass in the ingredients, though, they're missing. Oh, uh, oh uh, there's no whoop ass in this. This what? is it's bullshit because you're yeah. you're putting together. You're drinking Steve Austin's uh, beer. You should have been able to open up a can of whoop ass. I That's agree. True. Totally agree. Maybe that's his pilsner, uh, is whoop ass. That's open his That's an open up a can of Steve Austin's whoop ass. Hold on, I gotta take a work call. I'll be right back. <laughs> there he is, Mark. God, you're everybody. in the hotel and you still have to leave. <laughs> let's be the work call is being dad. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's be honest. He still has to put the kids down. Right. So I mean, it was good he came in in this conversation. We can ask him because he's a former. Uh, he he went to college and he was an athlete. Because he went to college. He went to college and he played he played sports in the, uh, when he was in college, but it was just beer league hockey. So it's not like he played any kind of D one yeah. or anything. Like that. He went to college and he played hockey after college. Exactly. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I think the one hundred is definitely a good sweet spot for. Uh, for NCAA hockey, I think I think that's the only. To be quite honest with you, I think that if you like I said, if you get over a hundred, you're going to go into really weird territory, and it's such a niche sport. You're not. I think if you create more teams, you create more opportunities for players, and you see a lot more players kind of I guess advance because it seems that seems to me at least there's so many more, I guess leagues and teams in the divisions like following the Atlantic Hockey Federation that I'm doing, like you see so many teams and so many divisions. It's like, wow, like there's like there was like 20 teams in one like 14 UA division that they had. A, there were so many teams in the division that had to split it up into a silver and gold bracket. Like uh, it's amazing. But I, I think 
I guess with all sports, you have that diminishing returns where you yes. get to a certain age or you get into a certain skill and you're just like, kids are just like, I don't want to do this anymore. And then they right. quit. Right. Or they're just not good enough. There's that too. Absolutely. I mean, you have to, re- the reality of the situation is some of these kids stink. <laughs> so. I mean, so, I mean, yes. And here's a, I think here's a, a better question. Could we, could we see more situations where NHL teams team up with Division One hockey teams to create arenas like the Arizona thing? Is there a situation where the Washington Capitals and Georgetown University's Division One hockey team are building an arena somewhere and they're both using it together for things? It's highly possible. And is um, that a way that there more Division One teams can come into the fold? Yeah, I would think so. I think you almost have to have some kind of partnership with area with a professional team, or essentially people with money, uh, and then and then it'll build things up. Uh, Mark, we're talking about how far D one hockey can and should expand, uh, especially because <clears throat> okay. Johnny was reading me off the some of the names of the two hundred teams that are in Division One soccer, and I didn't know most where the most of them were. Well, so you're part of this issue, John, and and as probably you may have already mentioned, is that a lot of these hockey teams at colleges were forced in, to be to be club teams uh, as a result of Title IX. Um, so I don't believe that there's going to be a huge push to expand D1 hockey anytime soon. It's kind of I feel like it's kind of tough to promote hockey. Uh, for as a men's sport, if they also don't have enough to sustain a women's team, hockey, ice hockey. Well, you well, you put the you put the, I even I didn't even remember that you put the damper on that one. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that's that a smart. that's another uh, conversation that we didn't bring up was the title. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> Interesting. I and mean, that's, that's the whole reason why Maryland's team is a club sport. Because they had to demote it. I mean, wasn't it, it, it? They were D1 hockey at one point, I think. Nope. Okay. Well, that's the, what's why they've probably never been promoted to a D1. And, and I think, and you bring that up, and, that, and that's a good point too. With uh, that's another reason why Navy isn't going D1 is because of the fact that they would have to promote the women's team up to or or cut a men's team uh, in so they you know for whatever reason uh, right. because of the Title Nine. Right. Uh, they have to eliminate another men's sport. Or they'd have to get another women's sport. Sure. I didn't even think about that. And now currently, women uh, the women's ice hockey has 41 teams in it. So, um, including, I think there's a, there's a couple That's of That's actually not that big of a difference between 41 and the 59 men's team. Currently, yeah. And, and with, I think Lindenwood is putting on a women's team as well. Let me see. Because I do have the women's uh, stuff up here. So the women's have future uh, Stonehill College actually is the only future team for women's and they're starting play in 2022. So Syracuse University has a women's hockey team, but not a men's team. How about that? St. Ansem. You know how St. Ansem rolls. Quinnipiac, everybody. So, yeah, like there's 40, there's going to be 42 to the 63 that come in after the four teams and who the hell knows what's going on with Alabama Huntsville. So should be interesting to see. I don't know. I 
I, I, and Mark, this was brought up because someone's like, hey, what if we had 200 teams in college hockey? I'm like, well, yeah. good luck with that. <clears throat> I mean, could could these colleges probably support a D1 hockey team? Probably, yeah. Uh, but, the, the you know, the rules in place for equality in collegiate sports are going to prevent so so ice hockey has a pretty high threshold for entry with ice time and equipment and all that and you know a sport like an extra track and field sport is probably going to win that battle or you know something that doesn't require thousands of dollars worth of ice time and equipment you know tens hundreds of thousands of dollars of ice time and equipment really when it comes Mm -hmm. to a a d1 hockey for a whole season yeah so, and know. travel. Yeah, yep. don't even forget because you got to figure the Alaska teams play teams in Michigan, so that travel right there is all fucked up. <clears throat> so, and then you have yep. Arizona sorry State kind of rubbing around. Sorry for ruining it. Oh no, no, well, no we didn't say it was going to happen. We, we didn't say it was going to happen. We we're just kind of, you know, projecting as a topic on the Patreon. So, we wanted give to the people talk they about want. something. Yeah, there's not really much to talk about, oddly enough, which is strange considering we're. That always happens like the week before camp start. Yeah, kind of bizarre. There's just everything went right. Oh, they did the media tours. That that happened. Um, we got the TNT list though. Yeah, we do have the TNT list. And it's let's dynamite. talk about that. Ooh. So the TNT list is, of course, they put business as the deal. Um. TNT. Oh, that's why. So here's the so Wayne Gretzky is so the studio crew is going to be um, Liam McHugh, Wayne Gretzky, Anson Carter, Rick Tockett, and Paul Bissonette. Um, Brendan Great. Burke and Darren Pang will be a commentary team as well as Kenny Albert and Eddie Olchek. Jennifer Botterill, Tariq El Brashir, and Jamie Redmond will be contributors. Well, uh, that guy Nasher who does EA Sports videos. Uh, is a key creator for Bleacher Report. Well, uh, I didn't see him in the other list, or maybe I had no idea who he was. Well, it's for Bleacher Report, so I'm sure he didn't list out with uh, TNT stuff. Yeah. Additionally, Bleacher Report has tapped Andrew Nasher Telfer, one of the preeminent hockey content creators in the world, to be a key component for brand brand's NHL content strategy. Perfect. Yeah, he plays video games. I don't know how much he can figure out with content. Play more video games. Play play this broken game. Play this broken video game that's been been around. We just update the rosters. Put that on TV. Go, Bleacher Report. I forgot Bleacher Report was a, t- uh, a Turner entity. Oh, no. We got Bleacher Report. So that Report means that Lyle works for TNT. Essentially, Lyle is a rights holder. Yeah. So we got that. Lyle going. should have uh, pro writers. Association votes in the uh, uh, in the um, awards now. Yeah, he should. We should ask him about it when he goes. Remind me in, in a couple minutes to send, <laughs> couple send, minutes. send him the send him the link to this too because we're on a different call because oh that's Skype, true. Skype didn't I'll, want to populate my. Shit. I'll get the same email. Like, hey, no show tonight. Hey, what happened? Hey, I heard I heard about Vlad Poloshenko. Let me talk about him. Bobrich doesn't know who Vlad Poloshenko is. You should know who Vlad Poloshenko is. I'm trying to find them a random women's hockey team. Oh, Mercy Hurst, Long Island, the Long Island Sharks. I wonder why Francis Pierce University. There we go. 
the Ravens. He was in the oh. community, right? Who's that? Sean Leahy? Francis Pierce. Oh, I don't know. Mm. I thought he was a president. Probably. Was he a president? Uh, so there you go. There's the uh, the TNT. I think TNT's got a solid lineup. I agree. I mean, I I don't like Paul Bissonnette, um, but it is what it is. The rest of the group, I'm fine with. Yeah. Um, Especially, I like seeing uh, I like seeing uh, Tark move his uh, move up and yeah. do more in hockey. Because I think there was a period of time where he had to like leave hockey and go to like football in order to get like bigger gigs. So I'm glad that he's able to stick well, I, around. Hockey. I think he got reassigned by the post. Did he not? Maybe that was it. I want to say that that's the reason why he moved to the, the Washington football club. But I do know that he had moved to football for like a period of like two years or something. And that was like, I'm back with hockey. I'm back and I'm with the athletic. Here's why I joined it. The he Redskins was at Piney Orchard sucked. this weekend. Yeah, some was this he's weekend or a, last weekend. He's got a badass car. Oh, does he? Is that, that's, that's how you know Tariq's here. Oh, hell yeah. Terry, Tariq or Tarek? I always thought it was Turk. Turk? Like Tarek. Tarek? Tarek? Yeah. Yeah. Big Tarek bar? We should have him on. You're like, hey, you want to come on and talk about Team Maryland and the uh, Black Bears? You want to talk about Maryland hockey and your new gig with Paul Bissonnette? Tell us how you how think long about... will it take you to punch Paul Bissonnette in the face? <laughs> how long before you play video games with Nasher? Go, <laughs> Mark. We didn't yeah, ask where you're I'm at. Pretty, yeah. I'm pretty sure I mentioned Paul Bissonnette in my TNT team. So should I? I get an extra point for that, right? I think you, I think you, you get guys, points for that. I think you guys I did. Said that you hated him and As that a he person. didn't deserve to be there. Yeah, no, we still we no. stand by that. Yeah, I still stand by yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Just because he got the job does not make me any less standing by it. <laughs> All right, so what were you asking me? Um, we didn't ask where, where you, you were. Yeah, where are you at? I'm in Georgia. Oh, wow. Did you Robin's take the midnight Georgia train? What's up? Did you take the I midnight not, train? I did not, unfortunately. Oh. I thought that was the only way to get to Georgia. So, so uh, what are you doing? What are you doing at Georgia Tech today? Uh, I'm not, I'm actually closer to Augusta, I think. I'm I'm closer to Macon. Ooh. Actually, I'm right outside Macon. Hey, get those whoopies. Let's go. Yeah, I, I go get some Mason Macon whoopie. Macon whoopie swag. You should go to like a Goodwill shop and see if they have any. Oh, I'm sure they do. I should. It's a good idea. I should do that tomorrow after lunch. Like an old jersey, like an old making whoopee jersey. With the pot leaf on it. Didn't we used to have one of those? Uh, I had a sh- I still have a making whoopee shirt that had the top two the top ten things we like about making whoopee hockey. Oh yeah. One of them was like two on ones are not uncommon. Periods only last twenty minutes. It was all innuendo. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean as it should be. I still I still have that shirt somewhere in my garage. So I, I made sure to keep that one. How to keep that one safe. Um, what else did we learn this week during media week? Uh, we learned that uh, one of the Sharks players isn't returning. We got that going for us. This is a Vander only Kane. One. Yeah, only one. Um, does Vander Kane still play for the Sharks? I thought he got traded. Good for him. Well, he's not going to play for the Sharks. Not after what the shit that went down this summer. I mean, the um, people on the Sharks said that they don't want to play with him. So. Yeah. Marcus Sorensen uh, is not coming back. He is leaving for Sweden. 
So he's not coming back. He's not going to sign an RFA deal. He will be in speed and playing for Drew Garden this year. 29-year-olds, uh, 29-year-old forward. Had 64 points in two, and he did his best. He did his best. Um, so we had that going for us. Austin Matthews hopes to get back in the ice sooner rather than later. Uh, he's like, hopefully my wrist. Yeah, I mean, hey, I hope this wrist surgery heals up. I'd love um, to get back on the ice sooner rather than later as well. Right? Who wouldn't? Um, I see this headline. I don't want to read it. I really don't. Because, <clears throat> so, of course, last weekend was 9-11, um, 20 years. And then I, I read this headline. Um, Leaves Robertson reflects on his 9-11 birth. I was fighting for my life, too. Now, oh. listen. No. Listen. Oh, no. Listen, listen, listen. You can write a lead better than that. You can write a lead that doesn't make it seem like, hey, why is everyone giving a fit about this terrorist attack? I was on a ventilator, dude. Come on. Like, that yeah. seems, that doesn't seem like a good lead. I don't know. It's a bad analogy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, and let's be honest. At the end of the day, yes, he was fighting for his life. I don't yes. think that the correlation works, though. Yeah. Um, so he tell. Oh, this is in the Toronto why Star. Why make this? Why don't I make this all about me? So here, here it is from Kevin McGrann of the Toronto Star. Uh, Robert, uh, Nick Robertson said, "With the tragedy that had uh, that was happening, then people were fighting for their lives, but I was fighting for my life too, ironically. But the circumstances were different. No. No were shit, they? really. Um. Now Robertson did have a uh did have quite the fight for him. He was born uh, 10, 10 to, they say 10 to 12 weeks premature. So I guess we'll sweet spot that at 11 weeks premature. Didn't fully develop lungs. Uh, unsuccessful, three unsuccessful shots to try and Some get people oxygen. people might say I haven't either. Right. Three, three unsuccessful shots to get oxygen in the brain. And then the fourth shot could have either saved him or killed him. And obviously it was saved him. His mother also was fighting for her life, uh, needing blood. And uh, after this whole uh, the whole ordeal of, I'm sure, a very premature labor. Um, but man, what a bad headline. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad Nick Robertson and his mom is OK. But damn, don't don't put a headline like that. It makes it sound like, yeah, but what about me? What about Raven? I, I don't understand why you Does have, he have his own beer. Raven, probably. Probably a stout. Yeah, I was going to say probably something dark. Or if it's his Johnny Flamingo line, something light and cheery. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot Scotty. about that. Hey, Scotty, Scotty Flamingo. It was Scotty Polo. It was a good time for everybody, for, for good old Raven, member of Mensa. So, fun fact on that. But yeah, that was a weird... I, I saw that in the headline. I'm like, that's a weird That's a weird way to write something like that. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, another firing in the NHL coaching ranks. Uh, after Rocky Thompson stepped down, the Columbus Blue Jackets uh, have replaced Sylvain Lefebvre on Brad Larson's staff after he refused to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Um, Yarmo Kekalainen, while we're disappointed with respect to the decision, it's a personal one for Sylvain, and, it's, and we wish him well. We feel fortunate to have an outstanding coach with our club. Um, then Kekalainen also said, we need to have a guy who coaches. He, with, with the rules in place, he, can, he can't be within 12 feet of anybody at all. At all, uh, you know, players or coach, uh, follow coaching uh, staff. We need somebody yeah. who can be there. 
I mean, it's smart. Yeah. When the yeah. rules change, do they hire him right back though? I'm sure someone does. I don't. I don't know. Well, here's the thing: when the rules going to change? I guess is the real question. Twenty twenty eight. That's very. By that time, sure. Yeah, he'll be fine. <laughs> I'm talking about his redemption story. <laughs> he came back from COVID nineteen, not the actual virus, the protocols that came with it. <laughs> you know, I. You know, during the COVID crisis, I suffered too. <laughs> I got fired. I had to get a real I want, job. I didn't want to take a vaccine. <laughs> what about me? I had to get a real job at a place that didn't make you could take a vaccine. Good luck with that. Right? That's all. That's the only really weird part I found about this entire thing is like, where are you going to work? Oh. Yeah, especially with uh, with oh, government. Oh, he could government. be a scout. Right. True, you don't. You can be with. You but, don't have to be twelve feet closer to anybody in as a scout. No, but you have to get get all those tests. You have to get those negative tests going. I mean, he might be rings, able to have tests. That's fine. Yeah, a lot of rings aren't going to let you in. Some, oh hell, some rings aren't going to let you in if, unless you're fully vaccinated. I think that the. Uh, um, I mean, at this point, like the, haven't we figured out that you can scout from just watching games on TV? Pretty much. You can. You have live barn. You just have to have really a really good definition TV. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. Either that, or you have to get a scouting report where it says more than so and so goalie. Yeah, that's it's important. It is important. Yeah. <laughs> that is when doing when doing write ups, you often have to have something more than just their position. You are correct. God, some teams require. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Man, oh man, it's Shevitz. Okay, like uh, then I had to make up like two paragraph or two two lines about that. I'm like, shit. <laughs> what the hell am I gonna do? Ah, uh, there's not yeah, there's not much else. They did the media tours in Canada. They're doing the media tours tomorrow in Illinois. I guess is where they're, they're going. They're going. Well, uh, Tark said that Ovechkin is being part of the media tour. Yeah, the they the the Caps put out a release a press release about the press release that's gonna happen tomorrow. About the players that are on the media tour. So, um, when do you we, want to uh, invite Lyle at seven fifty-five? I will invite him now. Uh, while we do that, John Ferguson Jr. has been hired by the uh, by the good old Arizona Coyotes, uh, the former Maple Leafs um, former Maple Leafs GM has been contacted. He was uh, last seven seasons as the executive director of player personnel and gen- uh, for the Bruins and general manager of the Providence Bruins in the AHL. Hmm. He'll he'll uh, run the Towson, uh, the Towson, the Tucson Roadrunners. Well, let's be honest. At this point, it's just as feasible. <laughs> right. <laughs> Jesus. By the way, Johnny, you should go down to... Somehow the Arizona Coyotes are playing at Ice World this week. <laughs> 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 They're playing the University of Delaware. It's really weird. On rink B, because that's the colder fucking rink. I was gonna say, Johnny, you should go down this, go go up to Ice World or go down to uh, go down to Piney to see Team Maryland play this week. Oh, uh, I'm surprised actually that people haven't asked me if I want to take pictures of Team Maryland while I'm not working. Type thing. The funniest part about so I have been asked if I could take pictures of Team Maryland, and they're like, "Can you come at on uh, Tuesday at 11 a.m.?" I'm like, "What the?" <laughs> Yeah, like, they're, I they're, have a real job. This isn't my job. Like taking pictures for people. Like their their schedule's wild. Like luckily they have an open weekend this weekend, so they're playing at uh, ten o'clock or ten o'clock. They're playing at seven p.m. on Saturday, Friday, and Saturday. <laughs> 
So, yeah, it's it's pretty damn wild. But yeah, Friday, Saturday night, Johnny. If you're feeling feeling frisky, you could probably go Ooh. down there, have a good time. See what happens with my deck. Yeah, that's right. Deck, it's deck time, baby. Ah, uh, we'll wait for a lot of to come on. We'll see what we can talk it's about. Deck time, baby. <laughs> <clears throat> Johnny's deck, baby. Uh, yeah, that, uh, yeah. I was gonna say we haven't heard a lot of Vla- about Vlad Tarasenko. Speaking of another Vlad, he's still with the Blues apparently. Craig Berube, he's like, yeah, I expect him to, I expect him to play for us. I just treat him like every other player. I mean, uh, he is still with the Blues. He couldn't trade a guy that's been hurt for the past two years. So it's true. It's very true. Uh, so now they're uh, now they're gonna see what they can do after he asked for the trade. And yeah, we'll see how it goes with that. And we'll ask Lyle what he's heard outside of what uh, Craig Berube has said to the said to the Cam and Strick podcast. Oh, don't know what the podcast that is. So, yeah. By the way, four and a half hour drives out here. Not terrible, but man, there's nothing to look at in the Prairie Lands. Let me tell you, there's not a lot to look at in the Prairie Lands, boys. I thought you could see everything out there. Yeah, it's the problem. You can see everything and nothing. It's kind of the weirdest. It's like uh, an infinity pool. Essentially, yeah. You can see the end, but it's, it never shows up. There, there's a sign, and there's a place called uh, We Do Cows. Oh, that sounds Interesting. like it should be illegal. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's 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 uh, central Minnesota. I think it can uh, be legal. Yeah. So, yeah. Um... So, trying, so there's the first thing I say. Uh, the first thing I see is from AgWeek.com, mm. where I get all my agriculture news. Right. Um, where do the "We Do Cow" slogan come from? Weedstone Incorporated come with the, came up with the "We Do Cows" logo. Use the the Melrose Exes. <clears throat> the lighthearted catchphrase was born in a moment of great despair. Tom uh, David Tomsky, president of now Leadstone Inc. It's 2002, and David had left the veterinarian practice to explain to expand the animal health supply business. <laughs> no shit, he had to leave the veterinarian. Mm-hmm. What yeah. other dog, what other animals was he doing? <laughs> uh, right. At 2 a.m., David found himself driving around after delivering a beef calf on a farm where he he'd never been before. I was pretty sad coming home. I just Did he said call to it myself, a "Beef calf? A beef calf? Beef yeah. calf." That's yeah. a euphemism for something. Yeah, yeah. I deliver beef calves a lot. I, I <laughs> delivered one right before the show, actually. Hey there. <laughs> uh, I just said to myself aloud, here I am, not where I want to be anymore. All I'm doing is I'm just doing cows. The next day, he met with the Leadstone people. They're looking for a billboard. And here I thought, I said, we do cows. What do you think? Is it too aggressive, too awkward to put on a billboard? Um, the company sells artificial insemination supplies. Uh, oh, there, was, well, there you oh, go. This okay, is that so makes much more sense. fun now. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bu- Let's go. Uh, once it started to work, we pushed it hard. Tomsky yeah, says. Yeah, you did. Oh, <laughs> they they billboard their root supply trucks, their catalog, and brand their uh and branded their cat. Wait. Okay. And it branded their catalog, eventually beginning to usurp the name of the company. So everyone knows we do cows. No one knows what Leadstone is. So. There we go. You see that sign driving driving in the route that I go through uh, down I-94. We do cows. You know what's irony is that if they had a 1-800 number, 1-800-WE-DO-COWS actually works. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. Well, yeah, it does, actually. You're right. It's, it's the right number of digits. Well, it's one more. 
No. We Are we do. looking at no. seven? Oh yeah. We can drop the last ask last ask for, for savings. <laughs> okay, I like Mark's better. <laughs> uh, sorry. I heard what you said. Yeah, well, it's not, I said well. something else. Yeah, no, so I, not said yet. The, I said the last S for semen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. as much. Yeah, funny hat. Uh, uh, now we're just waiting awkwardly for Lyle to come on. Did you guys talk to Norm McDonald yet? No, we didn't. I forget. Man, that was, what a that, loss. That, I did not know about it until my buddy came up to me towards the end of the shift. He's like, so Norm McDonald, huh? I'm like, what about him? He died. I'm like, no shit. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, some great yeah. times with Norm. I didn't realize days. he had cancer, but apparently it was a private thing. Yeah, so that's probably what he did. <laughs> that's, 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 that's the common thing when I saw everyone do So the things. irony of it is that it worked. Yeah. Every, Lionel Richardson is unavailable. All right. Um, oh, no. Yeah, like uh, the interesting part about it is just like yeah, everyone in their tributes is like, yeah, I didn't know he had it. I'm like, yeah, it was private. Did you not read the press release? <laughs> yes, you're probably not on his HIPAA forms. That's true. <laughs> you're probably not there. There's a lot of Richard. He's he's muted currently right now. We had to th- we throw the whole thing off because my Skype wouldn't agree with the chat settings. But now we have Lyle Richard. Hi, Lyle. Hi. What, 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 where, where are you, Scotty? I'm in, I'm in, uh, I'm in He's Blaine, in the depths Minnesota. of hell. Yeah. You're, you're uh, where? In Blaine, Minnesota for the NAHL showcase. Oh, and, and Mark, where are you this evening? I'm in Warner Robins, Georgia, just outside Macon. <laughs> and if I had enough time and had thought this through, I would have put a background that looked like I was in a hotel as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but sadly, I'm just in my basement. And I'm in my home office in Sioux City, Iowa. <laughs> there we go. There so we yeah, go. we were just we were just talking about uh, Norm passing away, Lyle. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Now it it it's 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 weird. I initially in the '90s I wasn't that much of a of a fan of Norm Macdonald, but he, he kind of grew on me over time. Like he, you know, he was kind of an acquired taste for me. But yeah. Yeah. Um, he. He really was. I, I I call him kind of like the thinking man stand up. You know what I mean? He didn't go for 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 the cheap laughs or the applause line. He just went. For, he he was looking for the laugh, and he really he wasn't afraid to, you know, kind of make you think about it while you were while he was doing it or, yeah. or you know what I mean? He didn't go for the low hanging fruit. No, he always went for the the big stuff. And even if he missed. He didn't care. Like he'd just yeah. laugh at his own awkwardness. It was yeah. But some of the some of the more perfect Norm McDonald jokes are the ones that get just as many groans as yeah. laughs because and, of how how close to the line they always use. <laughs> oh yeah. And, and the biggest thing is he didn't give a crap about how long it took. No. He was gonna build uh-uh. that damn thing up. The moth joke on oh, Conan O'Brien is friggin' classic. It's just gonna go classic. To a four-minute joke, and the punchline is so lame. But you just—it's hilarious. And anybody else telling that joke would have bombed. Would have absolutely bombed. Well, they would—they would have panicked. They would have panicked so oh. hard, and, and and they would just be like, "I'm not getting a response." But Norm didn't care. He, yeah, he, he did. It's almost like he backed the—he basked in the awkwardness. But it was just that was the whole thing, though, right? Like you know, he he was even laughing at himself as he's telling this joke. Just the, you know. And and yeah, like he, he had definitely had his own unique style, 
and he, you know, the the more I saw him over time, the funnier he got like, for me. Um, when he did uh, the la his, you know, that last stand up on on Letterman, and yeah, that was good. That was really good. I, like I love the bit where you talk about the countries he's not worried about, and it's but except for Germany. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the line in there where he's where he's talking about Germany decided to take on the world, <laughs> and instead of the world taking five seconds to beat him, no, it actually turned out to be close. Like he made it a sports analogy, <laughs> which was brilliant. No, it actually turned out to be close. <laughs> yeah. And then he and then he we finished up and he he did that. Um, the tribute to Dave where like he told the joke about you know that the first joke he heard Dave David Letterman tell about you know don't follow you know the government regulation like don't follow too close to the garbage truck once again another family tradition ruined by government over <laughs> how many times would dad say hey kids let's all pile in the car go follow a garbage truck and then but then when he like just totally you know, just in a real moment of humanity, just just telling Dave how just basically what how much he meant to him, you know, was really that was like any pretense gone or anything like that there. And that that was that was really, really, you know, kind of sweet, you know, and I think it was kind of like what the man was like himself. You know? Well, I think I think also Letterman did uh, EP'd his Netflix show, too. Mm. I want to think I want to say just out of the blue that 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 could have been a thing. Mm. But. Yeah, I think I think that Norm seemed to to have just a good lasting impression with everyone. Uh, oh, absolutely. Well, when you, you you saw the reaction like from his peers on Twitter yesterday with the news. I mean, you know, when I saw the news, I was just like, oh man, you know, that's that's really sad. And I put my own little thing up there, but just over the course of the day on Twitter, just seeing like people who knew him in the business and just genuinely torn up and you know just full of you know praising him for just you know and and meaning it you know this wasn't oh you know okay oh he died what a shame yeah the, the industry will never forget him like genuinely heartfelt condolences and and grief over his loss and the fact that he god he'd been almost 10 years battling cancer right yeah though so i read a thing today <laughs> in of all things the atlantic they did a little tribute about um, about Norm, and he was saying how you know he he was making a joke about this a few years ago. He said, "You ever notice that people say, oh, you know, instead of saying, oh, that old fellow he died from cancer, he said, oh, he lost his battle with cancer." He said, "But if you think about it, you know, if you die, the cancer dies too. So in actual fact, you didn't lose the cancer; it was a draw." <laughs> 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 now this is just me reading that, but I could hear it in Norm's voice, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's right. And like and anything you can do, it, you like I read. I used to read his tweets in in uh, in the Norm voice, um, <laughs> yeah. especially the golf tweets. They got a little weird. Yeah. Uh, but man, yeah, those I didn't know that he was an avid uh, <laughs> a live tweeter of golf, right? Oh, he was a huge sports fan and oh, yeah. big time hockey fan. Big time Montreal Canadiens fan because he was born in Quebec, born and raised in uh, Valcarche. He actually, uh, he and his, his 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 brother they were they were military brats like I was, uh, because his parents that was CFB Valcarche, which was uh, an army base and well was still is, 
uh, an army base in Quebec. So yeah, so but yeah, born and raised uh, Quebec, big time fan of the Montreal Canadiens. Loved hockey, but loved sports generally. He was a big, big sports fan. Well, the the first thing that really, the first bit that I ever saw him do, one of the first bits I ever saw him do, and and I saw it again today on uh, on YouTube was when he hosted the ESPYS. I think it was in '98 or '99, and he just turned that into a giant roast. Like everybody, he didn't care. He roasted everybody. <laughs> And the, you're gonna have to watch that tomorrow. Well, I'm supposed to be. Working. Oh my God! Look, yeah, look it up. It is definitely worth it. Watch, watch, especially when he he singles out the uh, the Denver Broncos for for winning the the Super Bowl. And there's this cut shot to to John Elway, and Elway just looks has this look on his face like, Oh my God! Don't single me out! Don't single me out! <laughs> Remember that one time he always hit Johnny with a uh, Durango? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, God, if he if he'd have known you, that would have been a good joke, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> and did he ever fry OJ Simpson though? Back in the weekend update days, oh, he he did with the LA County prosecution. Couldn't. Well, when he came <laughs> out, when he came out and he said, "Well, it's official. Yeah, murder is now legal in the state of California." <laughs> after Simpson was acquitted, just but he wound up losing his job over that. Yep. Right. Like well, one yeah, of the, the guys. A he did also. He yeah. Did. Well, the reason why reason be why was uh, one of the one of the the powers that be that that ran NBC at the time uh, was a close friend of O.J. Simpson, and he didn't take very kindly to Norm Macdonald, you know, uh, constantly ripping on O.J. and basically the hammer came down that you know if he kept up he was going to be fired, and Norm being Norm just. No, I'm gonna lean into this. <laughs> he didn't care. Cost of his job. But you guys gotta admit, but still, the best bits is when he did Celebrity Jeopardy. Oh, I man. mean, apart from uh, was it uh, Daryl Hammond yeah. who did uh, yeah. Sean? Yeah. Uh -huh. The yeah. second best was Norm doing Burt Reynolds, aka <laughs> Turd Ferguson. <laughs> That's a that That's funny hat. Oh God! That was yeah, the first time. Uh, Final Jeopardy. Turn Ferguson. Yeah, I didn't answer. All right. Yeah, yeah. Burt Reynolds. No, nah, that's not my name. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Turn Ferguson. <laughs> that was the first time that I really laughed out loud at Norm Macdonald was when he was doing when he was doing Saturday Night Live and he was doing the Celebrity Jeopardy bits as as Burt Reynolds because not only. It was just spot on the way, like, Burt Reynolds from the Smokey and the Bandit days. Not only was that a spot on impersonation, <laughs> but Turd Ferguson, it's so silly, and yet it still makes me, I am a grown man pushing 60, and I still find Turd Ferguson hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. Really hilarious. Uh, <laughs> and just, <laughs> Burt Reynolds, nah, it's not my name. <laughs> Turd Ferguson. <laughs> Oh, God. Rest in peace, Norm, buddy. You were a great Canadian. Oh, man. Great stuff. Great stuff. He, he will be missed, but he left behind a, a, a just a fantastic body of work that, that won't be forgotten. No. Right. Thanks to YouTube. We all have that, it all around. That sports show he did on Comedy Central could probably be forgotten. But everything else, that was here. Yeah. Sure. Well, I not found a picture be today. Hit, but, you know. I saw a picture that popped up on Twitter today that had Bill Burr, Norm Macdonald, um, David Spade, 
and I'm trying to remember who the last person was, but I was like, holy shit, this is like all of the great comedians that I grew up with. And David Spade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was uh, Dana Carvey. Oh, there you go. Yeah, That's no, and David, and, and David, David Spade. Spade. Yeah. And David let's re- Spade, yeah. Let's replace David Spade with Sinbad there. <laughs> That's a very true statement, actually. Don't you run for me! <laughs> David, yeah, yeah. Sinbad from the Hammer Pants days, yeah, absolutely. Sinbad, listen, man, Sinbad really crushed it back in the day. Like, 30 years ago, man, he was really funny. Yeah. I, I, would, have, I would have to say... Looking at Sinbad's comedy, and that was probably the first, uh, I guess, real big special that I watched that was of the urban persuasion. And he yeah. had the variety kind of act where it was, you know, he did his comedy, but he also had like a little uh, musical interlude in there yes. that also part of the comedy. And I think that that kind of, for me, kind of shaped the way I look at comedy a little more where you don't have to just tell you know set up punchline set up punchline you can throw yeah. things variety in there like he did and that, like that's yeah. a couple of the specials are exactly like that where it's just oh. a story and yeah. music and just deep dives he, he did two or three yeah back in the late 80s early 90s around that turn of the 90s and oh yeah like you know you 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 would see the oh shit Sinbad we run a Sinbad in a Comedy Central <laughs> okay it's ninety six and this is ninety nine or this okay this is back from eighty nine it's twenty six now but who cares it's still funny with the hammer pants twenty fifteen if the Dana Carvey uh, stand up came on from nineteen ninety eight or whatever that was I would oh. still watch it starting halfway through and know exactly what happened yeah. from that point on to the yeah. end. Yeah. And yet yeah. be able to, to quote the punchlines. Critics' like, choice, let's be honest, guys. Yeah. Critic cho- Critics' choice was 93, 94. When, it, when was that? 94. Must have been around 94 because it was the OJ trial. Yeah, it was about, right? the OJ trial. Yeah. But that was, that. to this day, there are bits in there that are just, they stand the test of time. Yeah. They really do. Like when he's talking about his kids and the, you know, how kids are like a hundred year old man. Get a cheap beat. <laughs> <laughs> or when he's doing the, when he's, when he's uh, like talking about you know, guitar, you know, guitar players, you know, the, you, know, you know, they always try to be, they, they approach the microphone like a standoff, you know, <laughs> or they get playing along and they look <laughs> off to the wing. <laughs> What are you yeah. looking at, man? <laughs> and they always... guitars running, rubbing their butt on the carpet. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. That's the best. Uh-huh. And he just is like... <laughs> Wasn't he also the one that was like, at every folk concert you've ever been to, whenever the guy changes keys, yes. he acts like it's a magic. It's a magic trick. Oh yeah, yeah. Now Data Carvey, Critics' Choice was a great. He did. Uh, he's done a couple of uh, Netflix ones, and I, you know I've checked them out, and they're they're good. They're, they are they are like they're good. You, they're good for that. But that was yeah back then, man. That was where he did all just. Sometimes it's just all lightning in a bottle, eh? You know. Yeah. It's just one special act or one special yeah. show that you see, and yeah, it's just. It also comes down to the fact that probably, I mean, at least Mark and I. In the era that we grew up in, we saw that show no less than 349 times. <laughs> exactly, yeah. 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 Played nonstop in comedy. Oh, time. my Lord. Yeah. When, when, well, when, when I got, when, when my, my family and I, when we got, we got posted to, to, uh, to, to, to Anchorage in 97, like, we had no access 
at that time when leaving Canada, Canada was only just starting to get into specialty channels then, right? So we didn't have getting into comedy. We didn't have a comedy <laughs> channel. No, we didn't have a comedy channel. We didn't have HBO. We didn't have any of that stuff. So of course, come to America and your cable package, hey, comes with HBO and all uh, the stuff. So we're like, and this was just the smorgasbord for us. Like my wife and I just for the first year, we're just like HBO, Comedy Central. Comedy oh, thank God for 24 hours of sunlight. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> the first two weeks we were there, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> But it was, it was just that huge comedy smorgasbord that you were talking about, right? And, you know, yeah, it, it was, oh, just fantastic stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can tell we have a lot of hockey news going on. Yeah, really you can tell. Dominate. There's, you know, it, we, we were talking about this kind of, Johnny was right. It kind of happens this way before, right before camp. There's not really too oh. much news. Yeah. We're still worrying about Vlad Tarasenko. We're still seeing what's going to happen with Kaprizov. It's kind of the, woe, woe is us. Yeah. What the hell do we talk about deal? Well, yeah, exactly. There's, you know, I mean, the last little bit of excitement we had was, you know, over two weeks ago with the Kotkaniemi offer sheet and that, okay, yeah, that gave us a little bit of excitement, but you're right. That was anticlimactic at best. It, well, it really was. Everybody knew how it was going to end. <laughs> right. The way it should have. <laughs> you had a handful of Canadians fans going, gosh, I really hope that they match him. And all the knowledgeable ones going, are you kidding? They're not going to fucking match that. Are you kidding me? Why they'll quote, they they'll trade for somebody that's just as good, but just as good, but more experienced. So, yeah. So, yeah, there you go. There you go. But yeah, you're right, though. It's like, this is always that time. It's like, hey, rookie camps have started. What do you fucking do? Because yeah. we know that most of those kids are not going to be attending real training camp in a week's time. So. <laughs> So the irony with rookie camp to me is that they're like, let's bring in a bunch of people. Cool. We sent them all back to juniors. Yeah. That's yeah, how young they are. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're yeah. not going to make the team at most of them. Well, two, the, the two kids that were picked from the Quebec major junior in this year's draft, Bourgeau, Xavier Bourgeau from uh, Shawinigan and uh, Zachary Bolduck from uh, Ramuski. Uh, I checked out today. I was just kind of curious because the Quebec major junior right now is in the middle of preseason preseason actually wrap up in about a week here. Um, but I was just curious to see, you know, if they were, yeah. And Bullduck, I believe is the only one who's at a rookie camp. Borjo is uh, currently skating with, uh, with Shawinigan. So yeah, it's like, okay, we're only going to invite the creme de la creme of our prospects. And they'll come skate for a week, and yeah, it's like here's your here's your taste, kids. Now back you go. Unless they, unless it's a can't miss kid, you know. It is a great experience, though, right? Yeah, like, it's kind of like a pre-interview to an interview. It's like you know you've never had a real job, and mm. if somebody put you through an interview process before you actually had an interview, it was like cool story. Go ahead back to college, you know. Like it, it's kind of the same thought process, and I understand why it happens. Mm. I, you just can't get excited about it. It's hard oh, to. It was never a thing. Rookie camp has only just been a recent thing that they do. And it's, you know, it's right up there with, well, draft combines have been around a little longer. But even then, draft combines weren't a thing. I'm old enough to remember when draft combines were not a thing. Not for know? Phoenix. And, yeah, <laughs> the whole thing of rookie camp... I, yeah, they, they want to kind of get a, a, a closer eye on some of these kids. And this year, I, I can understand it more so because, of course, for a lot of the scouts, a lot of the teams, they haven't seen some of these players at all. 
you know, they really haven't. Maybe their scouts might have seen them in some cases a year ago, right, when they drafted them. But they haven't really clapped eyes on them to kind of see what they can do. So you bring them in and put them through their paces and then say, okay, this is what we like about your game. This is what we think you need to go back and work on, you know. So in in that regard, it's it, it's a sensible thing to do. But in a normal season, like if we don't have another COVID-shortened season, this if this year turns out to be normal or as close to normal as we can be in today's COVID world, next year's, you know, rookie camp will mean anywhere near as much because they'll have already seen them. It's just basically to say, okay, kids, what did you work on? Okay, great. Oh, you need some work on that. Way you go now. And that's the end of it. It's, 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 almost, it's almost like everything else where people to put too much emphasis on prospects and development. And like, they're just like, we have to, it's like scouting. Like you got to start early. But I don't know if, it's, if you necessarily need to do all this over scouting and over scouting and get people hyped up. And then mm-hmm. I guess create some kind of carnage if, if a kid does well in a rookie camp and then you send him back to junior and, and then your team starts lousy mm. like it's it's kind of a i don't know it's that's it's, that's, that's what we've become now though right yeah. that and, it, and it's not going to go a society because it's just all about hype 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 and so that's what, the, the connor mcmichael yeah, the connor uh, mcmichael hype train yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, I mean, I'm more interested, on a Canadian team. You know, I'm more interested in seeing what uh, the, the top prospect who's attending the actual training camp, how they're going to do, right? If this is their year or you know, or whatever, you know, how how they're going to to perform. But even then, I mean, training camp and preseason, you know, I mean, that's okay to give us a bit of a glimpse, but we all know it don't mean shit once the rubber well once the puck drops, and then it's like okay. Now the rubber's going to meet the road, and what's going to happen here? Yeah, it meets you know, ice. Is this kid going to make it? Is he not? You know, it's just the rookie development camps are just just another extra level of hype that, in a normal season, doesn't really mean a hell of a whole lot. Good one, Johnny. Thank you. Yeah, I just chose to keep talking. <laughs> That's what I'm here yeah. for. I'm here for the one-liners tonight. As he's trying to he's trying to work on his Netflix special, Lyle. You gotta. I know. You gotta help him. I gotta help him not Johnny P's through. one-liners. That's all it is. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's Johnny P zingers. <laughs> nah, I gotta come up. You gotta come up with a better name for your for your show than that. We what gotta was, come up. Johnny let's, P's let's... flat cap. Ooh, there you go, flat cap. Mm, I just come out work. with multiple flat caps. But it's gotta be something along the lines of like no cure for cancer, or critics' choice, or something like that. Or mm. yeah, All right. Leary. Uh, how about how about my big deck? Ooh, that's a good one. Mm. That's a good one. Crack rear view. No, that's been taken. No, that's hootie. Hootie as well. Yeah. What would I, mean, I feel like I could I like call up Hootie and the Blowfish and they could, would be like hey, go ahead name it. A- <laughs> uh just just give us a give us a producer credit on it mm. um johnny p dolphins make me cry <laughs> oh that's true that's part of hey, that's part of a hootie ever, ever since ace ventura Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Wow, do we really have any news? Like, do we have anything at all? Like, oh, is there anything that's been crossing your path? God, well, well, Connor McDavid would like to see uh, the officiating improve. <laughs> to which is like preaching to the choir, Connor. You know what? Though? So, so he said that, right? Mm. And sure did. Well, he said so that in words. the past. 
right? People have always said that. But like coming from Connor McDavid, does it mean something different? Because I don't know that it does, even though he's a superstar in the league and it should, but it, I don't think it does. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter because look at all the shit and abuse that Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin, you know, that, you know, this generally, you know, what now we have to call is aging generation, how much they've taken throughout their oh, career. God. And how much we all grumbled and bitched and complained about how they were being, it was adversely affecting their game. And at the end of the day, they did nothing. So, you know, the, the only reason why, as I said, I talked about this before, the only reason why you saw any real rule changes that was back in 05, 06, and that was because they were coming out of a lockout and the NHL was scared shitless that the fans were going to come back. So it's like, well, we know what to do to bring them back. Let, let's bring in some rule changes to speed up the game that they've been calling for for years and years. And once they did that, it's like, oh, fans are back now? Oh, they're not leaving because they don't like the quality of the game? Ah, fuck them. So, so you know what's funny? So you know what's interesting at this point is that, one, the referees think they're consistent. I know that for a fact. <laughs> they are yeah, consistently terrible. Two, <laughs> I think that the NHL has actually sped up the game so fast that the referees can't keep up with it. That, that's I right. will Very say possible. that's a fair point. To a point, I will go along with that. Like, I feel like they opened up the game so much at this point that the referees are like, I'm only be able to call what I can see. But, I mean, the thing, no, we, I don't think anybody wants to go back to the dead puck era either. No, it, no, no, no. I, I'm not I, advocating I, I, I'm that. happy for the speed. What I don't like, and I don't expect them to, to catch everything they don't have eyes in the back of their head. You got you, you know you've got two officials that you got two referees in a game now instead of one. The thing I don't like, and this is what everybody friggin' hates. I think every sensible, knowledgeable hockey fan understands that yeah, the official isn't going to catch everything, but when it's right in front of you, right in front of you, you are looking directly at the infraction as it's happening, and you just go play on. See, well, Lyle, I that in that I agree with the referees, because if you ever tried to look for your fucking keys and they're just right in your pocket, uh-huh. like Lyle, that they, that is the hardest thing analogy, to do. Scotty, sorry, you're it's reaching, brother. You're reaching, and you ain't gonna get get there, do, man. That ledge is is, is too yeah. Far. I'm reaching in my pocket, finally finding my the, keys when it was right there. Oh, Lyle, it's perfect. It's a perfect ledge because it's right in front of you. Don't see it the last. <laughs> right. See, I still go back to the same conversation though that we had. I don't know, six months ago at this point, when the Tim Peel thing came out. Oh, Jesus. Right? Like, there mm. is there is a real thought process that referees try to call the same amount of infractions on both teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and it only comes from the optics that the team, that the game was fairly refereed. There will always be one team that are bigger assholes than the other team. It, it's, it is sure. what it is. Sure. It's the way yeah. sport works. The 74-75 so, Philadelphia Flyers are a perfect example of that. Yeah, so there's going to be a point where there are more penalties called on one team. Yeah. However, we've gotten to the point where everything needs to be quote-unquote equal. Yeah, And that's Sounds part real. of the problem at this point, is that mm-hmm. when one team are bigger assholes than the other team, guess what? They probably deserve more penalties. Yeah, You don't just call like stop calling penalties on them because, you know what? 
they were a really big asshole for like 40 minutes of this game, but I <clears throat> I called six penalties on them already and only two yeah. on the other team, so I can't keep this up. Consistency, though. But that's the sad part is that like yeah. that's the that's always in the back of a referee's yeah. mind. And consistency. That things need to look optically even. Yeah, yeah. This, it, it's yeah that that goes under what uh, the league would call game management. Agree. Okay. Game management. But the problem is game management does not make it a better officiated game. And then there's, of course, the stunning inconsistency we see year after year after year. They start the season and pretty much <laughs> call it by the rule book. But as the season goes on, then what was a penalty in October is no longer a penalty in January. And what was a penalty in January by the time we get to the stretch drive is no longer oh, a penalty. God. And when you get to the friggin' playoffs, it's goddamn free for all, you know? Yeah. And we it's, all know it's... that short of decapitation, a penalty is almost never going to be called in the in, a, in an overtime in the Stanley Cup. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't even know why the referees come back out with whistles in yeah, overtime of a Stanley That's Cup. That's true. At this play. point, you're a WWE official. You're just there. Yeah, WWE officials are just there to do the one, two, three. And make sure nobody dies. And make sure nobody dies. You know, NHL officials are there to count the goals. And, well, in terms make of sure somebody no dying, well. And drop some sick one-liners for the 24-7 coverage. Mm. Yep. True story. Yeah. And don't yeah. get me wrong, there are some officials in this game, or were, that I respected. But I, I but look at a lot of the ones out. that are in now, and I'm like, a lot of them, I'm like, who the fuck are these guys? Where did they get these guys? Because they're terrible at what they do. But they're doing exactly what the NHL wants them to do. That's the problem. I know. Hey, 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 we have no right to argue or complain or bitch because Gary Bettman said that they're not only just the best officials in hockey, they're the best in any sport in the world. Mm. Yeah, I call bullshit, Gary. Who's better? <laughs> well, they're that, better than that is a good point. Yeah, the, 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 I think they're better than they're, uh, NFL probably. I think they're better than NFL. They better are they better than the NBA? That, that, that's that's not a. I have no idea a, what a foul is in the NBA. So that's I not a high bar to, to to clear though. Saying they're better than the NFL. Okay, but yes, but that doesn't make his his statement false. His point, that's point, true. So. That's true, Lyle. It doesn't make it. But false. you should be if you're going to say you're better, then prove it. Why do we see the constant inconsistencies? Why do we see players who get tossed out of a game? For you know an obvious serious infraction, just get a slap on the wrist from well, that has a supplemental discipline if they get that at all. So that has nothing to do with the officials. Yeah, it does. It's part of officiating. It, it, it absolutely is. Not. The Department of, of Player Safety has nothing to do with the officials. The yeah, officials are running up a report safety, and sending half it to of it them. is comprised of officials or former on ice officials. Okay, but they're not on the ice at the time, is what I'm saying. The Bottom four people is, that are on the ice at the time are putting together a report and they're sending it to an entirely different group of people. And that group of people that's deciding on what's going on with the suspension. The four people on the ice have no more say in it than what they wrote up in their report. All at the right. end of the I, I, I will concede you that. Yes. But I still because I've been in that situation. But I still stuff. say, but I still and this is where it's good that you you have experience in officiating. Seriously. You know, it is. But again, it's it's all getting lumped into the same thing. 
All right. Yes, it does. It is. As a, as a, because as a, where people when when they say a, NHL uh, officiating is a joke, what it invariably comes up in terms it's not just the on ice calls, what they missed or what have you, but also the supplemental discipline part of it as well. Right. Which does get unfairly dropped on the officials. But because they don't it's just it's I don't just know. so what I've know. been saying for years is that when you put more people on a field mm. or rink in this case, all you're doing is actually cluttering up the surface. Yeah. But if you're going to if you're going to go back to just one referee and two linesmen, then you don't need that. What I need you, is the two referees on the ice, the two linesmen on the ice, and I need somebody watching HD television in their fucking living room for all I care, watching six different cameras or whatever it is like everybody has in the booth at this point Mm -hmm. and being able to talk to people on the ice and saying, hey, you might want to hold up for a second while I look at this real quick. Yeah, because it would take no more than 15 seconds to decide if there was a roughing uh, penalty that occurred in front of a goal where the referee was like, I don't want to call that. And the guy in the sitting on his couch is like, I think we should look at that again. He skates over to the box and he goes, you're, you know what? That was right. You're right. That was roughing. And then they changed the call. It's not that it's not that long. We have the technology at this point. But it we, should be used in soccer. It should be used in hockey. Both sports are fast enough for the mm-hmm. field size that they have the number of referees on the ice that it needs to come into play at some point. And I don't want the VAR bullshit. I don't want all of that kind of stuff. I want somebody who can literally talk to the people watching the games in real time and say, this just occurred. What do you think? I think we should look at it again. Perfect. Skate over to the box. Here's something that's bigger than a fucking iPad because you can't Mm. look at it on a fucking iPad because that's worthless. Everybody can buy a a 27 inch monitor from fucking Best Buy for like $49 at this point. I almost did that today. <laughs> have a 40, have a, have a monitor in there. You look at it in less time than it takes for people to bitch about you not calling it. You can be like, you know what? That wasn't a penalty. Go ahead and hop in the box. We have two minutes. Let's go. Game's restarted. Here's I another. don't know why we're getting to we we can't get to that point at this point. And I think it comes down to the fact that it's the referees like PA and stuff like that that won't allow this kind of stuff to occur. That could be. But here's the other thing too. There's a there's a simpler solution as well. It's called the rule book. Mm, no, no, no. It's called the rule book. No, I understand that. Game by the rule I don't think fans actually want the game to be called by the rule book. Yeah, no, I've heard this this thing for years. Oh, no, no, it'll slow the game down, sucks the life out of the game, penalties, 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 slows it down, fans don't like it, players don't like it, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, initially it will until the message sinks in. This is how we're going to call it. This is the way it's going to be. It's it called a rule book in, for a reason because it's well. Then why the fuck do you even have a rule book? It just why doesn't the fuck sink do you in. Have it? I don't if know. Ask the players. Tripping and you let it go. You don't call it 
because it's, oh, it's in overtime and the official shouldn't be deciding the outcome of the game. It should be the players. Well, the player just did. He tripped his opponent. That's a penalty. He should be in the box. Congratulations, dumbass. If the opposing team scores and wins the game in the Stanley Cup, you decided the outcome of the game, dumbass, because it's the rule. But when you turn around and ignore that rule, when that rule, that infraction no longer matters, what's a, remember, What's a penalty in, in October is not a penalty in June in the Stanley Cup final. You have a problem. And the problem is you're not calling the game by the fucking rule book. And if you refuse to for, well, they won't like it. Oh, it'll take too long to adjust. Oh, nobody will like it. Why we have a rule book? Why yeah, it will never What's actually the, why, why be call that tripping? Why call so, high so, yeah, Why? So, why? So, soccer has a similar adage where they say if it's yeah. not a foul at midfield then it or if it is a foul at midfield it should be a foul in the, in the 18. yeah it will right. never actually be that way I, see, it, this it, is what sorry, happened. It's it's the game, happen. it used to be but then you just get away from it got away from it got away from it. and again i do not fault an official for an infraction that he did not for see for being human you know yeah for being human no i don't fault him for that but come on, man. But I mean, not you, calling a penalty is also part of playoffs. being human. You saw it in last year's playoffs. How many calls did we see happen right in front of the official? Right in front of him. He sees it. He's looking right at it. Nope. Didn't see it. Nope. Go ahead. No, no. That's not a penalty. Play on. It he happened of course he year, saw it. He made a conscious choice not to. Yes, and because he's human and he doesn't want fucking death threats on his family through social media <laughs> and bullshit. you're in the wrong goddamn business. I'm sorry. You're not I agree with that. Come why even have officials then? If, if it's, it's going to be a call that's going to put an All official right, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. Why Johnny. even have that? Well, so here's the point. Here's the end game of this, right? You <laughs> don't have kids refereeing anymore. And mm. the reason that kids aren't refereeing anymore is because of shit like this. In 20 years, we don't have sports the way that it is right now because there's no one to officiate the games. Well, it's just, it's just, it's, it like will it's, never happen. And the reason there why won't is be because sports like we have right now, because there will not be kids backfilling mm. the officials yeah. that no longer can referee because they're too old. And whose and fault, that's when fault sports is that? Die. But whose fault is that? Society. To a point, yeah. It's to which we could parents. also say. But it's, it's also the fact that it's the fact that none of these fouls are the kids' fault. They're no. always somebody else's fault. It's the fact that everybody in the world says there's no consistency in officiating. But when you're doing it as a job, mm. you look at every single game and you go, I either officiated that well or you didn't. Either that or you're a shitty referee. Mm. Because there's no there's not a single person. In the world that makes it to a professional sport that thinks that they're the greatest referee in the world and doesn't critique themselves. Oh, I'm not saying they don't. So in 20 years, we will not have sports at a professional level because we don't have people to referee the sport. And that is the end game. Mm. I can see that. If I can see that, that because just because just because they 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 do have a call out for a lot, especially where mm -hmm. I'm at. A lot of officials and like John, and this has been this is not a new thing. This is like a decades old that yeah. kids have been you know trying to umpire, trying to get into it, and then parents are idiots yeah. and yeah. and other teams are idiots, and you're not going to have anybody. And and yeah, you get people 
especially with social media being the outreach that it is, you're not going to get enough people to get interested into officiating games if mm. they call it by the book. Because every time a call is made, they have a vendetta against my team, and there's too many lug heads out there who believe that. Well, and yes. see, that's the thing. If it's get, if it's getting to that point, though, I mean, again, now again, I blame the leagues, the respective leagues, okay, because. You know, you you're the one basically at the end of the day saying to your officials this, you know, this is this is how we want to see this. OK, this is how, you know, yes, there's our rule book, but it's all about game management. Whereas you said, you know, well, let's make sure we don't go, you know, show any favoritism one way or the other here, you know, or make it or the appearance of it. Because, no, that that was a poor choice of words. Of course, the officials aren't going to show favoritism one way or the other. They're supposed supposed to be unbiased. Correct. Um, and I will give them the benefit of the doubt that they are. They if are. A player, if a player, if, a, if an official makes calls against my team, I'll be like, ah, oh, fuck. But more often than not, if I, I get mad at an official, if he misses an obvious call that happens in front of him, not for being human and missing a call that happened behind him. And yes, I will acknowledge that there will be times where you blow a call. It can happen. Of course it does. But as I said, again, when you see on a consistent basis where, and we saw it in this year's playoffs, it it generated reams of friggin you know angry columns and and everything about how inconsistent how basically one one headline from Sportsnet was NHL officials losing the plot in the postseason and yeah because they cited each example with video where here's the official and it's the same guys in Montreal there you know there there was a guy who called Montreal games in the playoffs. And I can't remember what his last name is right now. Doesn't matter. But, you know, now I don't buy into this. Oh, this guy doesn't like Montreal, doesn't like Montreal. But after a while, watching some of his games, you start to wonder, why did he call that on Montreal? And he didn't call it the same thing on this guy when it happened right in front of him. What what's what's going on here? So you I'll know? say this and then we but, can move on to something else. I'm, okay. All I'm saying is that I, I just so I can finish up very quickly. I just think it's the responsibility of the league's. To be, you know, as I said, to do a better job of this because it ultimately comes down to them. The officials, yeah, you're right. They're doing basically what the league directives are and they're trying to call it the best they can by the rules. But it's more of game management rather than actual. We're going to call this by the rule book. So um, I'll say this and then we can move on to something else. Um, and I've actually never really told anybody this. But the reason that I stopped refereeing soccer is because mentally I was no longer there. Mm-hmm. I literally, in the last year of refereeing soccer, I refereed games that I don't remember being a part of. And it's because I was in such a really, really bad place, like a down, really bad place, that everything was being blamed on a person that quite literally allowed a sport to occur Mm. that I had to leave. I had to stop refereeing soccer, which I enjoyed Mm -hmm. doing because in no way, shape or form did I want to be there any longer. And it came down to how society changes over time Mm. and the lack of ability to any type of responsibility on yourself. Um, 
it it was bad. Um, so I will say that I understand. I mean, I do the same thing when it comes to EPL referees. Um, I call out things while I'm sitting on my couch watching a 55 inch TV in front of me. But the Thanks, truth Flex. of the matter is why. Thank you. Is uh is why I keep saying that referees need more help. Mm-hmm. They need somebody who's watching HD TVs mm-hmm. and has the ability to have multiple angles that they don't have. <laughs> a referee has a singular angle at every single spot. Maybe they need somebody else who says, "Hey, I think that was a foul because there are a, a penalty." Because the referee looked at it and says, no, that's not a penalty. Solely for the reason that he believes in his head because he's trying to keep track of a bunch of shit at the same time. That he's called too many penalties on one team. Mm. And I think that as a professional referee in any sport, social media has completely fucked everything that you can do. Because it undermines every single thing that you do. What it does is it allows people to bring up a video from three weeks ago that says, hey, you didn't call this three weeks ago. Why are you calling it? Or why did you call it tonight? Because every fucking game is a different situation. Mm. Every single game. It depends on who you talk to. People that have reputations. Guess what? You probably have more penalties called on you because you're an asshole. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, Referees are human, so the people that treat them nicely are probably coddled a bit more than the people that talk to them and and yell and scream and cuss at them all the fucking time. So, guess what? This is sports, and this is what we have to live with. So, I'll I'll say this, Jen. I I agree with you in that uh, I I think referees need help in all sports, but I think we should start to lean into the technology I think the robots will wind up taking over before you say you're going to run out of referees. I think there's going to be robot referees by the time that we run out of human referees. Uh, But uh, let's start now, right? Mm. I want those, you know, the shoes that they make for kids that have the lights on the bottom of them? LA gear, yeah. If a player leaves his skates to make a hit, the skates light up. There you go. Some black and white evidence that they left their their, their feet to, to make true. a hit. On, on replay, you, start, you could see those things light up. You want to see the primary point of contact? Make all the jerseys out of that body glove stuff that we used to do when we were kids and slap people on the back. <laughs> the handprint would be there. I, all the I jerseys heard, are, heard, are, are body glove material. You can see where the primary point of contact is. Done. Black and white. Let's start using technology, baby. There we <laughs> go. You know what? I like, what you're, I like where your head's at, Mark. Mm. Like where your head's at. Well, I think in that. Well, ultimately, I mean, yeah. I mean, part of that we're saying here is for, is is for laughs, but but I do think though there's a, a lot of truth though to what you're saying that you're going to start seeing a lot more technology being part of the officiating going forward. I mean, and not just in the NHL, but in other sports as well. I mean, it's 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 inevitable. That's that's you know. I mean, listen, you know, 30 years ago, video replay wasn't a thing. Yeah. You know? I mean, and here's now yeah. it's. It's omnipresent in the game, you know. Yeah. Here's so, an example. Why yeah. do they have the chain thingy in football still that has the orange yeah. sticks on it? Yeah. The yellow line is way more accurate. Yeah. Just fucking use the yellow line. What are we? <laughs> why are we waiting? Tradition. 
Well, like, that's my point. Well, the players also can't see the yellow yeah, line. Yeah, it's going to the yellow line. Okay, then I get that. But you let the yellow line determine where the guy with the orange marker stands, not the other way around. Uh-huh. And don't let the orange. And there's no reason why the orange stick guy can't be. If he's in a it different place than the yellow line, then every, everything's shot. Plus, oh. now you're you're eliminating jobs. Come on, Mark. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, Mark. I know you're an engineer. Well, all and the, all the yellow you think you're at Walmart? Come on, man. All all the all the orange stick guys can hold the big glass uh, flag, the plastic, the, the plastic bowls that capture audio. <laughs> get orange stick more guys. audio. Stick guys, Jesus. Give them a new prop. <laughs> Give them a new gimmick. Orange stick guy. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I do think they should start superimposing that yellow line on the field, though, so the players can see it, because that would be fucking amazing. <laughs> it would make them push a little more, I'm sure. Well, that, that escalated quickly, but uh, that was a good conversation, though. <laughs> no, here we go. I got it. The, uh, oh, the okay. orange stick guys have to get a can of the foam that soccer referees use to mark off 10 yards. <laughs> And in between every single play, they have to redraw. They have the to run across time. the field. They have to run across like, the field. Like wind sprints across the field. every <laughs> single play, dodge the players in and out, weave in and out of the defensive Here's players. Here's the problem with that, Mark. The average stick, the average stick guy, orange stick guy, is like 80 years old. <laughs> this nope, game is going to nope. go you seven gotta, hours. You got to start hiring former NFL players that ran under a five. 40-yard dash. But then then they had the CTE lawsuit. They're not going to be able to go on the field. The NFL won't hire them. <laughs> okay, and then former college players that didn't that didn't quite make the NFL. They you know, they're still in their about 20s. their knee injuries, Mark. They could have made it to pro, but they busted their <laughs> knees. Or they could throw a ball a quarter vital. Exactly. <laughs> I don't care, man. They got to find somebody that can run across the field and repaint that line after every play. Mm-hmm. What about guys that used to run in the 100-meter dash? Ooh. Usain Bolt, that'd be great. Mm. Yeah, what if Usain Bolt was just running across the field, spray, <laughs> spraying foam everywhere? Yeah. And Why if he doesn't get across the field, well, I got bored in retirement. Well, this seemed like fun. <laughs> It'd be great if it was just Usain didn't do anything. Like he wasn't hired, he just showed up on the field, and just started running out there and doing He's still it. Just as a spray foam spikes. fetish and just wants to use that as an outlet. Yeah. <laughs> They really should have part of the. If you build a new stadium, you have to have an overhead projector to put the yellow line there. Like that Ooh. should be. That should you know, be a little. Uh, they can project shit onto the ice in hockey. There's really no reason why. You yeah, can't it's mostly it's mostly anger and not being hugged enough as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's the projection. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anything else, Lyle? No, well, that was no. good for nothing we had to talk about. Exactly. Yeah. That was that's no, that thing that, up. That that was fine and that was actually I said quite a, a, a good conversation. So good. Because I got nothing else. I'm not my, my Wi Fi is garbage oh, already and, and I don't, you don't have any it. hockey cards. And I don't have no, any hockey cards, cards with me. Crappy Wi Fi. I got I got a Walmart across the street and even look for cards over there. I mean I do have really... hockey cards over on the edge if you want me to. So here here's the funny thing is that they retrofitted the Walmart across the street to have a grocery thing in it. <laughs> so like the freezers are just like right near housewares. So it's like it's like housewares, then the freezer section, then I think like women's clothing. It's I'm like, this is a bizarre <laughs> you couldn't just tear this whole thing down and start anew? I guess not. Okay. Thanks, Cooper <laughs> Rapids, you did it. <laughs> All right. Well, Lyle, it was fun. It was real. It was real fun. We'll get out yeah. of here early. We'll, yeah. We'll, yeah. I think we'll we'll all be back in our homes next week, Mark. Maybe. Yeah. I'll be back. Yeah. I'll be back. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I, sh- I like to chop up. So there we go. We'll be it will be home shows from that point on. So uh, right. thank you, Lyle. We will talk to you. Oh, oh, that's what we wanted to ask you, Lyle. Oh. Um, so you you write for Bleacher Report, right? Yeah. Okay. So does that make you a rights holder now? <laughs> Considering that Turner owns Bleacher Report. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I'm, do you I'm, have I'm, a, do you have a vote in uh in all of the um awards? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I'm strictly freelance guys. Free, free freelancers, free, freelancers. We're 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 just we're we're serfs. We're we're lucky to be there. Are you we take our little pits and and we go home and and. I didn't realize they had that big of waves in Prince Edward Island. Bro, <laughs> um, are, are, oh, you yeah. gonna, are you gonna are ha- you gonna hang out with Nasher and during his content streams or whatever the hell he's gonna put forward? <laughs> No, no, nothing like that, guys. Okay, sorry. That's a, that's sorry. A shame. I, I, I'm a very, very, very low-level employee in Turner Sports. I'm grateful to their money for their money, but uh, and the employment. But yeah. as far as me having a say, it's who the fuck is this guy? Uh, <laughs> who let the homeless who guy? Who is this guy? Get him out of here. Exactly. I wanted. To, I still want to wrestle Marco Stunt. That'd be good. I think you you have a height advantage. You'd be the only guy you have a height advantage, right? I, I technically have a weight advantage. I feel as well. I think so too. Yeah, he's a really tiny man. Um. All right. Well, Lyle, we'll talk to you next week. Bye, buddy. Safe journeys home, guys. See you later. Good Bye. talking to you, Johnny. Bye-bye. Bye, bye. There he goes. Lawrence from SpectresHockey.net at Spectres Hockey on Twitter. Um, we'll close the show out early because we're at hotels and my Wi-Fi is crapping out on me and I want to go get food. So, Johnny, what do you got for shout-outs? Um, I'll give a shout-out to the NHL season starting up. Uh, it's fun. It uh, gives me something to do. People appreciate the uh, pictures that I take. Uh, so... All in all, uh, you know, the uh, Black Bear season starting is fantastic for uh, for everyone involved. And I'll give a shout out. Uh, next week, I should have a new deck, an artificial deck. Actually, I'm getting one nice. installed. You better you better take some deck pictures and put them on Snapchat. Yeah, I'm not sure. It depends if they're bigger than your natural deck, John. Uh, it, it'll actually be the same size as my actual deck, but now it'll uh, be harder. Okay, that's good. That's good. <laughs> it'll last a lot longer, too. Yeah, so, yeah. It'll well, stay up for, like, many years. I was going to say, uh, is is the contractors, uh, the blue pill contractors? Like, for all I know, I might even, I might not even be here anymore, and my deck will still be hard. Amazing. <laughs> Well, that's yeah. some kind of mortise. I don't know what it is. Um, brick and brick and mortise. Um, <laughs> God, if there's not a fucking mortuary that's called that, they are missing out currently. <laughs> but but the catch is it's a vir- they're virtual only. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Online only. That'd be amazing. <sighs> Anything else, John? No, I'm great. Mark from Macon, Macon, Whoopi, yeah. Georgia. Shout out to Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA. It's okay. I wouldn't say that it's. I'm not sure favorite. you're allowed to say that. Like, say it's great because he, he may come after you. I was gonna say he. he Mark he's would a, not say that. We to all know he's in Texas. It's fine. What? <laughs> yeah, but every once in a while when his music drops, everybody goes crazy. That would be great if I had like, that. What if you up. were just walking into a random Lowe's and oh, Steve Austin's 
music dropped. Like you'd be like, oh fuck. Well, that's what happens when they drop a pane of glass. <laughs> <laughs> they drop a window. They're getting down for a customer, and then like next it. thing you know, some guy's getting two spray spray paint cans and clanging them together. I just gave I just gave somebody a stunner in the carpet section. <laughs> As you should, really. Oh shit. Uh um yeah i mean whatever man shout out to the thai place across the street for me because that, that was really good i had that for dinner uh yeah and, and i don't have much to shout out to other than the beer i'm drinking and the food i'm eating nice that's all you really need brother um shout out to blame minnesota and where i picked because there's a ton of crap around me so that's always good to i know i know i'm not going to go hungry i can just go to walmart and get some cheap ramen and away we go shout out to the nhl showcase shout out to gaudy shorts um uh shit shout out to uh gaudy shorts would have been a great nickname <laughs> about that last year <laughs> damn oh well We'll have to do it when he's in college. Um, shout out to the Wi-Fi for holding out by and large. That was always good. And uh, yeah, shout out to everybody listening. Thank you for that. Uh, that's it. That's all. We've done it. For Johnny P. Mark by the C. I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Face Off Hockey Show. Part of the Face Off Hockey Show media faction. Guess what? Download us anywhere. Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, Apple, Google, uh, iHeart. Uh, tune in. LinkedIn, maybe. Doubtful, but it's probably there. Uh, catch us on all these social medias at FOHS Radio on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can get Johnny's all all of Johnny's cool pictures on there. And then, uh, yeah, all the other fun stuff that's happening. And that's it. We'll talk to you guys next week. Peace. I have to stop this. Stop the game. Make the game stop. Why aren't you making the game stop? Do it. Do it. Stop it. Hammer time.